Access denied. Access denied. Access denied. Access granted.
sir. What's good? What's going on? Listen, you were listening to the unforgettable voice of your favorite, the host of Family Time with Uncle Sean Da P. I am your highly favorite, the one and only, the blessed. I am your Uncle Sean Da P. Thank you, thank you so much. And just like we do every single week, I'm going to get you right back into the motherfucking mix.
Yo, 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 people, once again, welcome to the show. This is family time, and you are my family, and I'm your uncle. How are y'all doing today? This is a show we do every motherfucking Sunday. Um, I know the first song was a little, was a little slow, a little slow down tempo, uh, a little slower, but there is a reason for that, of course, and yes, yes, of course, I will get into it, um, not really sure where I want to go with this podcast. I just know it's going to be a very sad podcast. Um, hopefully, it's going to be a very funny podcast, a very entertaining podcast. But I don't know because, like I do every week, I tell you how I'm doing, what's going on with my life, what's been going on in these streets. Um, but this week for me has been pretty, pretty shitty. Um, mainly because I lost someone who um, means... Who well, who meant the world to me, and who still means the world to me. Um, rest in peace, my aunt. Rest in peace, Auntie Mummy. She passed away um a few days ago. Um, so I'm just gonna do a brief little moment of silence for her. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that moment of silence, and um, just wanted to start off with that rest in peace um, to my aunt, um, a really, really big part of my life growing up, um, really teaching me just the fundal, like the fundamental things grandparents teach you, just like respect, um, really just knew me from a baby, just really helped me grow up. Um, there was um something I wanted to get into about this whole topic uh that goes deeper into uh what raising a kid goes into uh so I'm gonna look this up real quick for you then I'm gonna come back but yeah hold on all right this was just a thought that um I wrote down in my notes that I wanted to get to um basically um it comes from the saying people saying. Uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and I just want to speak on uh, the idea of the village mentality and what that means, um, and uh, what really goes into that. I mean, well, basically, it means the ind- individual individual people in a community. The community is basically a group of people who understand things that need to be done in this world for the greater good, or basically a teacher for uh lack of a better word the teacher who knows the game who knows uh basically life basically knows what goes on in life the ups and downs the pitfalls the highs the lows that comes with different individuals and that individual that makes up the village um basically from the saying it takes a village but um basically the community is a group of people who understand things that needs to be done for lack of better words, a teacher who knows the game, how to talk to a young man or young girl, um, say like a random name, Tracy, may be um, off track, but a teacher, a young lady, or even a young man puts them back on track, puts them on their center, on their square. So um, 
basically, I just wanted to make that correlation just because um, I really believe in that statement that it really does take a village to raise just one child. And um, it's not just one person. It's it's not always um, kids that are brought up in two-parent homes that always turn out the best. Um, some of the greatest people or greatest individuals I know grew up with just one single parent. And um, that one single parent was a super was a superhero to that child. So um, I just want to say thank you to my aunt, my auntie Mimi, for being a superhero in everything she did. I just remember being a kid and almost burning down her house <laughs> by trying to boil some water in the kitchen and her just coming, coming around the corner, boy, Jesus, boy, boy, she would go crazy, um, shout out my cousin Talia, um, she was there when I said, when I almost burnt down the house trying to make some ramen noodles in her house, um, yeah, man, I'm gonna miss her, and it just, it just, it hurt me, since I heard the news, like, it's, like, I couldn't help it, like, tears started falling, bro, just because, I just remember so much she did for me and just not even just growing up as a kid, just even being an adult. Um, I just remember I always told her, like, you know what I'm saying, when I get established and I do everything I want to do, and you know what I'm saying, I got the, the bread to spend, like, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to buy her a H2 Hummer yellow, and that was just her dream. She always wanted that, that yellow Hummer. And it just hurt because it's like, yo, damn, I can never, I can never give that to her. I can never, you know I'm saying, show how much I appreciated her by, even if it was giving her an object that, you know what I'm saying, alone one really didn't mean nothing. It just means to her that, you know what I'm saying, that her influence and her words meant something to me and that made me make myself into something greater and what she seen. But, um, yeah, man, it just hurts that I cannot. <clears throat> do that for her um anymore because she has passed but I know for a fact um a really really spiritual woman I know she you know what I'm saying she spent her her just her spare time her time that she wasn't doing nothing her retirement just helping people like she was always at the church you know what I'm saying she was always giving out food to the homeless people in Orlando, um, you know what I'm saying? She ran the food drive at the church always, making sure the food was coming in, you know what I'm saying? Making sure the food was going out, making sure people wasn't taking food because this is the food that people needed for the homeless, a whole bunch of stuff like that. But, um, there's another thing I was about to say, too. Um, yeah, man, it just hurt, man. Um, <clears throat> and just get off of that real quick. Um, wasn't the only thing that was going on with your uncle this week. Um, honestly, the same day that I lost my aunt, um, and I got uh, well, I called someone and got news that something else was happening, and it was just some more heartbreaking news. I'm definitely not going to want to talk about this now on a motherfucking podcast because it's still hard. So, um, yeah, it's just been a heartbreaking week, just, 
just hard, bro. And it honestly just sucks because, um, not that I don't have no one to talk to, because I, I know I always know I have, like, family and shit to, you know, talk to, like, sister, mom, dad, thank God they're still alive, um, and I still communicate with them, but, um, and of course I have my brothers, I have, you know, my brothers, that I could always talk to, that they're always going to be here to talk, but, I don't know, man, I just, I don't even feel comfortable just coming to my peoples and just, I don't like putting no weight on them, I'd rather come here on a fucking podcast and just fucking have a therapy session with y'all, just talk to whoever, trying to listen, but, um, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in, you know what I'm saying? To the motherfucking podcast. Let me get off me because almost 20 minutes in, and I'm over here talking about sad shit, even though we got a whole lot of sad shit that happened this week in the news. I'm definitely gonna have to start uh, the podcast with some sad news, but you know what I'm saying? We about to get into the shits, man. We about to get into the shit, so. Thank y'all so much for listening to your uncle. Yep, yep, yep. But you will listen to me yep some more because we about to get into the news, you dick. <laughs> now, in headline news that was going around all this week that um, I was kind of focused on, um, it was some news that I should have reported on a couple weeks ago, but I didn't want to really report on it because... Um, the the trial wasn't really you know over with and I just wanted to see the outcomes, uh if the person would be guilty, if um the sentence would reflect the crime, um so I just wanted to make sure all that was, you know, handled before I really spoke on this because this is a sensitive topic in this world, but we'll go ahead and tackle it anyways. Um, this headline reads, Amber Geiger sentenced to 10 years in prison for murder of Botham Jean. Now, um, if you don't know, uh, a former Dallas police officer named Amber Geiger was found guilty of murdering Botham Jean, um, <clears throat> a Dallas resident. Um, basically, um, I don't, if, if, if you haven't heard of this case, basically, the, the case is just uh I don't wanna I don't wanna put bias on it too soon because I'm definitely gonna spice some bias into there but um trying to give you the basis of the story uh basically um a young black African American man Christian man went to um church um sang in a choir would always be singing gospel singing Drake all that stuff, um, he was sitting in his apartment, um, and he was watching TV, probably eating some cereal or something, and someone, and this someone is former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger, opened his front door and saw someone inside of an apartment that wasn't hers, um, basically look down at the mat at the door and I, I'm, I'm I don't know how you just 
when you come to your apartment, I don't know if you, had, you I've never been so tired. I don't think anyone's ever been so tired where they come to their apartment and they walk into the wrong apartment. It's kind of hard because you get into a routine, you do all this stuff, but you walk into the wrong apartment, which was um Mr. Botham Jean's apartment and um shot him because she thought it was her apartment. This is her thought. She, she thought it was her apartment, so she she thought he was an intruder sitting on the couch um, watching TV. So, um, yeah, that's basically the case. And basically, um, basically she was found guilty of murder. And at the time of the hearing, it was revealed that she was facing a maximum of 99 years behind bars. Um, although she won't be locked up for that long, she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, the prosecutors basically, uh, tried to get at least 28 years in prison, uh, which would be the age of Botham Jean if he were still alive today. <clears throat> and basically, um, a lot of people were on a rampage just saying how, um, this is an injustice and just how could, uh, this how could you just walk into someone's apartment thinking it's yours and just shoot them um yeah it's 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 and and you can tell this is why I did not want to even uh this is why I did not want to even touch this case because it's just so crazy and just how blatant um just how blatant how this was race related but um people just going at her just because people believe she's racist I'll be racist and I'm gonna tell you the reasons why um she was also um she was also well the 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 officer Amber Geiger she also was sending messages talking about spraying people at a crowd at the Martin Luther Day uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade. Um, she was she had Pinterest posts that read, um, "I wear black. I wear all black to remind you not to mess with me because I'm already dressed for your funeral." Um, <clears throat> so um, yeah, uh, a lot of people were angry and in, in the uproar. Me being one of them. Um, I'm just gonna play the video of them reading her sentence. Rogers and this, this guy who was pleased to The jury having reached a verdict, I will now uh, announce it. We the jury find unanimous We the jury find unanimously that the defendant did not cause the death of Botham John while under the immediate influence of sudden passion arising from an adequate cause and assess the defendant's punishment at 10 years imprisonment in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. In addition, we assess a fine of zero dollars. And it's signed by the presiding juror. Uh, would you like to have the jury poll? Yeah, you are. Okay. Is there any legal reason why this sentence should not now be imposed? Very well. It is therefore the order, judgment, and decree of the court that you be taken by the sheriff of Dallas County and safely transported by her to an agent or representative of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, and there you shall be confined until your sentence is discharged. Your sentence will begin today, and you will receive credit for any back time that you have. That being concluded, you may be seated. <clears throat>
Well, um, like you heard it, um, it was her being sentenced 10 years. Um, <clears throat> some say she, that that was her getting off. Uh, getting off <clears throat> because uh, they were comparing it to a TK case. Um, basically, a juvenile who was, I guess, accused of multiple crimes, burglaries, and uh, attempted murders. He was sentenced to like 55 years and he was only sentenced to 10. And a lot of people <coughs> um, uh, were also mad about both of Jean's brother um, forgiving Amber for killing uh, his brother and um, embracing her after she was sentenced. I'm going to try and play a video of him. I don't want to... say twice or for the hundredth time what you've or how much you've taken from us I think you know that but I just Each and every one of us may have done something that we're not supposed to do. If you truly are sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not going to say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I, see, I, I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't going to ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do, and the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not gonna say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, <clears throat> play all that. It's about uh, two minutes more, but um, super, super, super strong that young man to even say that. Um, in in wake of really his brother being brutally murdered um, in his house on purpose. Um, <clears throat> um, and, and some more sad news um, out of this case. Um, it, 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 it's just getting worse from here. Um, 
This headline reads, a key witness in both them Gene murder trial shot dead. Um, basically, um, a key witness, a young man who lived across the hall from Botham Jean. His name is Joshua Brown, a key witness in the trial of Amber Geiger, was shot and killed Friday. Um, report saying Dallas News Law, uh, Dallas Law Enforcement official confirmed that 28 year old. Brown was shot in the back and in his thigh at the South Side Flats apartment around 10.30 p.m. Um, Brown lived across the hall from both of them um, and testified about the night he was killed by former Officer Geiger. Um, man, this is crazy. Basically, um... He was testifying against um, Amber Geiger, and all of a sudden, he ends up shot in his back and in his thigh. Of course, um, this led to crazy, crazy conspiracy theories, um, a whole bunch of other stuff. But honestly, um, just in my opinion, it 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 doesn't look right. It doesn't sit with me right. Um, just looking at the whole situation, um, how he was a key witness, and basically the Friday after she's convicted, he's gunned down. Um, I'm not sure, man. Just, just tragic. Just tragic, tragic, tragic. <coughs> and um, I just pray for the family of both of these two young men who are gone and never can see their families again. But um, I also do pray for this white woman who is in jail but can still speak to her family so I just pray for everyone in this situation because there are absolutely no winners two people will no longer be able to see their families again and it's just a tragedy absolute an absolute fucking tragedy bro it's fucking sad alright man I needed a mother fucking pick up after all that sad ass shit um we gonna get into some into some into some into some funny shit into some more positive shit that been going on a, a good a good hearted back and forth now we were supposed to report on this story like two weeks ago or a week ago um well, I'm saying where it all started from. It started from one of my favorite podcasts, the Joe Budden Podcast. Um, they had a special guest, Damian Lillard from the Trailblazers. Um, he is also a rapper. He goes by Dame Dollar. And what I did not know is that he can actually rap rap. And um, he was asked by Maul on the show if he thought Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, was a good rapper. And he said, 
Well, people really saw him as Shaq. They didn't really see him as a rapper. They saw him as a basketball player that just so happened to be rapping. And didn't really slight him. Um, He may have made a face just like, hmm? Like Shaq? Like... Why, like, why, why would I think Shaq is like, like a rapper that I should be on the lookout for? Um, and yeah, Shaq wasn't feeling that. Shaq wasn't feeling the um. Shaq was not feeling none of that shit. He was not feeling none of that shit. And if you don't know Shaq, ever rapped or you know what I'm saying was in the rap game, let me be the first to bring you up to motherfucking date on. The legendary, legendary pen game of Shaq. Now, if you know anything about basketball, you know that Shaq and Kobe once played together and once had beef. Now, I'm not sure where the beef started from, but I do know that Shaq, one night in L.A., I don't know, Orlando, wherever he was at, he was not feeling Kobe. And this is what he had to say. Give me some. Come on, man. You mess around there. Yeah. Give me some drums. Yeah. All right, check it. Check it. You know how I be. Last week, Kobe couldn't do without me. You know how I be. Last week, Kobe couldn't do without me. I call myself big, but I'm not as good as Biggie. I call myself big because I live next to Diddy. Excuse me, Diddy live next to me. So in the hood, dog, I feel like B.I.G. Because if Biggie was still here, he would be right there. On Star Island in the mansion somewhere chilling. Sitting on about half a billion. Because me and Guns combined shit, that's half a billion. For real, dog. Now that's B.I.G. Ain't nobody in the world do it bigger than me. That's like a white boy trying to be more nigga than me. That's like a homeless cat having more figures than me. That's like Patrick Ewan having more rings than me. That's like rappers having cars through things than me. That's like you saying to yourself you're better than me. That's like Kareem saying to himself he's better than me. Now stop, think about that. It ain't about that. It's about P.I.G. A.K.A. Big Shaq. Now that's the difference between first and last play. Kobe, nigga, tell me how my ass tastes. Okay, Kobe. Tell me how my ass tastes. Okay, everybody. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. I'm a horse. Kobe ratted me out. That's why I'm getting divorced. You said Shaq gave a bitch a meal. I don't do that, cause my name should kill. I love him. I don't leave him. I got a bisectomy. Now I can't breed him. Kobe, how my ass tastes. Everybody, Kobe, how my ass tastes. Yeah, you couldn't do without me. Kobe, you can't do without me. Kobe, you can't do without me. Everybody, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Yeah, I had to let that shit breathe. Yeah, okay. So that was a little brush up on those of you who had no clue of Shaq's lyrical prowess. <sighs> so, like I was telling you, when Dane went on Joe Budden's podcast, he was not feeling not 
nothing, nothing, nothing. Dane was trying to say. He was he just like, who is this? Who is this cat who, who ain't never win no rings? Like, talking to me. And Shaq felt the need, the urge, the the he felt disrespected enough to hop into a studio or grab his cell phone and go to the voice recorder app and record this. I think I rap better than Shaq. People were looking at it like rap better than Shaq. People were looking at it like this is real rapper. It was like that Shaq rapping. The daddy has to come out of retirement and spank one of these undisciplined children. Now it's time to be disciplined. It's time to put up that belt. And we will look like this. Here we go. Yo, kids, with these little cats. I can tell they little listen to their little raps. Always glad about their little max contract. They ain't got a little money when it comes to Shaq. You see this flow, got a little hall of fame on it. Game shoot jumpers, Shaq still bang on it. Are you kidding me, hearing me? Not physically, mentally, vividly seeing it before you might give it to me. I'm on a yacht in Little Italy, Rivoli, when you was young. Did you see my MVP like a trilogy? MVP candidates, you are not one. Platinum plaques on my wall, go and get you some. Lyrically, I'm three times finals MVP. I can't believe some guard hard as a team. How you say that you better than these when you ain't got more chance than these? What you talking about? Legendary, I'm a hip hop scholar. I'm trying to get a billion, give the fuck about a dollar. Little boys better stay in their place next time they ask you about the jack, man. Fix your face. This is more. Anybody that knew me, you know I love when they go there. You better shack, stop talking, you a liar. The baddest part out of all is JR Ryder. Be sure, very good, Jason Kidd. Ask him when you see him what the diesel gun did. Fan boys, you never disrespect the idols. Shaq man is historical like Jesus in the Bible. Students always talk about they better than a professor. I'm an expensive Lamborghini, you a very charged Tesla. Take your time to respond and it's no hurry. You never be Westbrook, never be Steph Curry. Next time you see me, damn, address me as the emperor. Pull your little tongue out, check your little temperature. I like your little bit, yes, I really enjoy you. Stop smoking poorly weed, that shit they really good for you. You was a little dirty booty boy up in diapers. My garage a little course, you bitches, bikes, and vipers. I was caught side watching Hulk and Whitey Piper. I was playing with these guys. He was the real sniper. I was in the studio with Nah, Big and Jigga. I was even up and open, bumping too short. I was on job with your private E40 from the same place as Red Man, Laura Hill and Norty. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I see you love yourself so much, you should sex yourself. You told his people that you better than Shaq. Next time I see you, show me four and show me a platinum black. Do me a favor, type Shaq and you too. I ain't playing 10 years, I got the same talent as you do. What's in your wallet? American Express and Visa. Talking like you blind, you ain't even Trevor Reza. If you don't know who I am, check your little sucker. Google me, they say I was a lazy motherfucker. Got enough cash, I could buy your whole team. Ocean, I forgot I own a Sacramento Kings. If you a fucking rapper, dame, then what the fuck am I? I'm accomplishments. Can't reach, I'm too high. Call me when you get a back to back to back to back. Why would I wanna be a rapper? Rappers wanna be Shaq. Well, that's just a spanking.
Why you do this shit, Shaq? Why you do this shit? What the fuck? Like, he didn't have... He did not have to make this. He did not have to... We... You could have saved all of them bars, Shaq. You could have saved all of them. They were... They were... I hate... Um... You know what I'm saying? MasterCard, American Express, Visa. You ain't as good as Trevor Reza. Like, I, I get it. I get it. Basketball bars. Um. So, Dane basically said, oh, word. This, this nigga Shaq gonna hop on a fucking old-ass West Coast beat and try and diss me. That's... That's what he's going to try and do. <sighs> so, Dame said, let me not waste no time with this old man. Let me go hop in this stew real quick. He did this. Dollar. <laughs> he say he the goat. I come for his body. Plano because he bought the copies. Should have just passed me the torch. I got no remorse. I beat him like Rocky. I feel the take up with Diesel. You're jealous of me and I see you. Cause on this day, originals just can't fuck with this sequel. I'm new school, got new hits. Space Jam, not blue chips. Hey man, no shoot shit. Name six, I'm too lit. Big name, got big brand, but you corny. Get bags, get purchased. Every time you get horny, then they repo. Love you when you was in beast mode. Don't you thought you was in cheat code. Know that you shoot for the cheap hoes. Shoot any work like your freak throws. Know you see my pockets deep, so you flexing ain't really a thing, bro. We both could be working at Kinko's. And Kobe, when you them rings, don't owe. Nursery rhymes spitting, small cars sitting on. Icy hot poster boy, TNT snitching you. Big man hating, mad at my existence. Had a song with bad boy. No Jordan to the piston, still getting to the chicken. This ain't nothing new to me. I always been the chosen one. Nothing you could do with me. This what rich look like. Before the dough and jewelry. I'm from where time hangs from, but no time foolery. Do it for the fam. Ain't no magic, no kazam. Ain't no flexing for the gram. I'm for real. I promise you don't really want to meddle with me still. All your personalities, real characters could get revealed. We could have been a track together. Just pass the torch. It was lit without you, brother. I was busting off the porch. Call 911, ha. Dusting off the porch. Look inside that statue at Staples and find a corpse. Confused at why you bought with the tree. Cause I'ma do you. Versace on my body, you finally gon' meet Medusa. Don't know if I address you as Shaq or Shaq fool. Your old head can't see me. He blinded, slick with the ruler. Pride all in the way and you know it, you big cocky. Heard my rhymes and quickly turned into a disc jockey. Nigga wanna play with the monster, you big poppy. Was mad at Steph, unanimous trophy, you sick probably. It'd be wise to move on, Aristotle, cause this a gimme. All the money in the world betrayed you for penny. Recorded with the legends of your time, I get with plenty. Never run from smoke, I'm the type to climb up the chimney. Was really feeling threatened. At least enough to diss me. Should've knew this was a shootout, I could never let you zip me. Said that match was little, that 250 million crispy. Can't recall you getting that when I was cruising on a 10 speed. This a different era, you the past and you the past. Said yourself that I'm a Tesla, no longer need diesel gas. Kinda like the Cavs, ain't really need diesel ads. And even in Miami, won that on the strength of flash. You had a moment, OG, you the pioneer. But I didn't reach the top at this point and the climb is clear. 
All my bars is coded in any climate that's near. So if you're looking for the stop to the rain, you can find it here. Feel. Listen, man. Listen. I got to tell y'all. Y'all can just tell me. I know y'all hear the difference. I know you hear the bars different. Shaq really tried to hop in a rap battle with cartoon raps. Now, I don't want to say his shit was completely whack. Even though... Damn. Damn, that shit was trash, Shaq. So, once again, the beef escalated. Shaq was like, hmm, let me see how I can spin this. Um, Basically, what he did, he got his friends on ESPN, Fox, whatever. The, the sports channels, ESPN, whatever. He got his friends to basically try and break down and compare the two diss tracks. And, um, respectively, most of the commentators on these shows are older from Shaq's generation. They really, really admire Shaq. So, people like Skip Bayless or, um, how am I forgetting my man's name? The nigga, Stephen A. Nigga will always be yelling that shit. Stephen A and them was big enough Shaq saying, yeah, I think Shaq won this round. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Really, because... Dame ain't got no rings. Like, Dame quickly, 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 quickly replied and let them know it's not about rings. This is rap. We're talking about who's rapping better. Whose shit sounds better. And (sighs) this nigga Shaq was not feeling it. He was not feeling it. The flame he just got. So, people were saying there's rumors Shaq might hop back in the studio and send another shot towards Dame Lillard. But, you know what Dame did? Dame did this shit. We got Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and all these sports people talking about championships and basketball. This, this is rap. Y'all out y'all jurisdiction. You can't save him. Dollar, uh, he easy work and he know it, but fans ride you. I know you know when niggas really love you, they lie too. And it hit different when pressure really apply, fool. Lucy cutting checks and it's being sponsoring side news. I can walk away and not lose a second of sleep. Ran up on a wolf because I got the texture of sheep. Classing with my bullshit, I profess a lesson in beef. Paying cats to write is deceased to pay for relief. You just about chasing, even after all the success. Fake love on the camera, he capping all at the desk. Ghost riders on deck, checker bars, no chest. Helen from the land of the muscle cars. No flex, you not a rapper. You comedy, commentary, and actor. Feed him with a slingshot, you better call the pastor. David and Goliath, your stature's a non-factor. Friends really love you, they scatter and contact you like, check it, let it be, cause no weapons gon' ever prosper. Remember, you're a cop with endorsements and you're a doctor. I'ma get the Tommy and do the diesel like Proctor. And your weight rising, you might get sick at the opera. You awkward, I know you got habits to cover bases. Head up in the clouds, but it's rumblings in the basement. Tell the world, prepare for a harder fall on the pavement. Then I put you on 
grinder. Today I'm working the grave shift. Race real solid, I'm dollar, but not for dollar sign. Only dame you beat was 2000, and that was Stoudemire. Music to my ears when a phony or any coward try. Cut out all the lights on this OD, I'm like the power guy. I think your pen kind of sketchy, you should have left me. Sensitive, I almost confused you with Lisa Leslie. How you swing on chucking and try to go be his bestie? Loving my spits full of men, you be looking zesty. What you thought was popular shit was sweet? We spot insecurities far away in the east. I don't want to hear it, don't bargain with me for peace. Cause we gon' shoot it out till you bow and just never speak. I mean it, I'm not the one, I don't care about what you did. What you done lately, don't tell me about what was then. When you was in your prime, getting faded off fifths of hen. I was rocking J's and my pops was in Sadie Benz. Uh, so basically all that money not gon' impress me. I've been on the thinnest of ice and turned into Gretzky. Even if you cut me a check, you can never check me. This an epic moment in sports, I need an SP. Uh, I know you only competing for some attention. You was hot then, but today you honorable mention. All your closest folks need to come with an intervention. The general commercial's a little overextended. Cut it short, man, it's really ain't worth the legacy. Rather get embarrassed instead of live with the jealousy. The game moved on, you was gone. She's no Penelope. You play with GP and be sharp. You know the pedigree? A wise man said a clown gon' always perform. Gotta stay in character instead of weather the storm. You can call me Damon cause my supremacy's born. Told me sex myself, stay away from the porn. I didn't talk music with Jada, Juvie, and Wheezy. Push your teeth, comment, and Jesus with me like easy. Button podcast and do special Olympics with Stevie. No wonder you feel away, and I fuck with you easy. Jamie Foxx, two chains, I really rock with the dopest. I was in the stew all night with Marsha Ambrosius. You gon' say you always had it rockin' like a boulder. The real original was yelling, no limits, soldier. Yo, yo, listen, listen, um, I want to be the one to speak at Shaq's eulogy because this nigga just got buried, God damn, rest in peace, um, Shaq Fu, my nigga Dame just killed this nigga, I never seen an NBA player used Drake's back-to-back method in body. Another NBA player. Another NBA legend. This man had actual, actual, like, like, he's an actual rapper. Like, like, this nigga should not be able to play basketball this good, rap this good, and come up with a whole rap scheme like this. He named this track, I Rest My Case, and has his phone case. Well, he has his phone with the phone case. The phone case says, I Rest My Case. And his case is his phone face down, tucked in his bed. This is crazy. This is crazy. He absolutely murdered Shaq. Shaq. I'm going to have to speak at your eulogy because Dame just shit on you. Just don't pick up a mic again. But we will see if Shaq is going to come back with a part two. I doubt it because you can't keep up, my niggas. So just in case you, you know what I'm saying, think about picking up the mic again. Just remember. Boo! Hey! Eric about 
now in other news because that last shit took up a lot of fucking time. But let's get into some good news before I got to get into some other um not so good news. Atlanta is in headlines for doing some dope shit. Shout out to my city, the A-Town, A-T-L, A-T-A. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta raises $50 million to provide housing for the city's homeless. You know what I'm saying? We taking control of the the little homeless problem we got going on in the A. Um, And the article reads, if you didn't know, homelessness is a serious issue in Atlanta. The number of homeless people citywide is going up. After dropping for several years, but thanks to reports that is changing after the city has raised $50 million to get homeless people off the streets for good. Marshall Ransifer used to be homeless. Now he advocates for the homeless. And basically, right now there are about 3,000 people living on the streets of Atlanta. Um, that does not include children and the people living in treatment centers. Um, the fact that the homeless population is a lot larger than the city is admitting. Um, 50 million is basically a drop in the bucket and being, uh, someone who loves Atlanta, who's in Atlanta a lot and, um, gives to a lot of these people on the street in Edgewood, um, all throughout the city, um, you'll see people on the side of the highway, um, you know what I'm saying, always gotta give, always gotta give to the less fortunate, so this is dope, and basically, um, Atlanta partnered with United Way of Greater Atlanta to raise funds, about half of the money came from donations from private organizations, which include Ameris Bank, shout out them, um, who donated the last um, about 100000 that allowed the city to reach its goal. The other half is from the Homeless Opportunity Bond sale that began under former Mayor Kasim Reed. So um, thank you to former Mayor Kasim Reed and Keisha Lance Bottom. Shout out Keisha Big Keisha doing big things in the city. And um, I guess the housing development group Home First will create 550 units, um, I guess apartments, um, of permanent supportive housing that will be a part of a larger developments that will contribute and <coughs> basically help out um, more than, or, you know, uh, create more than, 2,500 units of affordable housing in the A. So, um, big, 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 big applause for ATL. I don't know how that shit came from, but shout out to the A. Um, um, I guess we could get into this since we were talking about the A. Apparently, uh, the BET Awards, um, the BET Hip Hop Awards is going to be in Atlanta. It was just in Atlanta, I believe, today or yesterday. Um, but it will be airing Tuesday. Um, 
definitely gonna have to tune in. Lil Duval is hosting. Whole bunch of people are gonna be there. Whole bunch of people I already seen was there. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, Baby, um, Moneybag, I believe, Offset. Um, whole bunch of people are going to be performing. So, uh, shout out BT for uh stopping in the A and bringing the hip hop wars. I'm looking forward to the ciphers. All that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? It's BET. You know what I'm saying? Love BET. Yeah, that's BET. You know what I'm saying? Now, since we were already on Atlanta, I want to, first of all, we just gonna give uh, an applause already to Tyler Perry for um, officially opening his new Tyler Perry studio. I know you've probably seen in the recent reports of um, him getting his sign added to the highway saying Tyler Perry Studios this way. But um, basically in a speech celebrating the opening of his brand new 33, oh, 330-acre studio, about 400 acres his foreign acre studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Tyler Perry challenged his guests to dream bigger um, like he had while turning the former army base into his personal production playland. So um, there were mad, mad celebrities there. Every high-end celebrity, every piece of black excellence was on this 400 acre um army base um people like um Beyonce of course Oprah Spike Lee Jay-Z Tiffany Haddish um Diddy uh, <coughs> every um actor and actress um that is relevant in the culture was with Tyler Perry um, celebrating the opening of his new studio. And I want to just, um, my bad, my bad, my, I want to just play uh, this little video of people just expressing what it means to them uh, to be here at the opening and uh, just experiencing uh, Tyler Perry's new studio so i'm gonna play this clip for you hold on one second here you go you said you leave it up to no, surprise really. to you. Oh, yeah. uh, my bad my bad my bad what is it about a 330 acre operation that he's some acreage as it is and for him to have this amount of it and to build such an amazing place he built a replica of the white house he did yes you're gonna see it oh my god well, you're ruining it. i know i shouldn't be saying leave it up to Don't surprise to you it. i'm i'm ready to be in awe it's just such an amazing amazing thing to watch an architect at work i remember watching him on the stage plays on the videos and then getting to actually tour with him and watch his process and watch his genius work and to know that he just believed he dreamed he played he made it happen think about where we're standing 
Think about the man who now owns this. Well, that is a black man, and we are standing on what used to be Confederate ground run by slaves. Correct. It is close to 400 acres. Crazy. At a time when black folks prayed that they would get 40 acres and a mule. Well, now we've got 400 acres. No need for a mule because we've got Mercedes Benz, we've got trucks, we've got vans, we've got trailers, we've got right. everything you could possibly need to get around these grounds. This ground and soil of white supremacy has emerged a black genius uh, who is consumed with and obsessed with excellence and to see this arise so that he can curate uh, cinema, visions, images of not only black folk but whoever comes here. Uh, he's a broad-minded uh, young man. He's an incredible artist and a determined entrepreneur. And to see this rise up out of his mind first before it came from the soil is especially, especially great. How many people wanted to be here for this? How many people showed up for this? Because everybody realized the magnitude of this. I may never see someone else do this in my lifetime. What's personally what's special is uh, uh, Miss Carol passed away this week. Yes. And Tyler had already decided to honor her with one of the studios. So it made me flash back to when I got a chance to work with her and how wonderful a person she is. You know, that woman picks up the phone and calls you on Christmas Day uh, and just say, hello, babe, I'm just thinking about you. So it's just great to be a part of uh, this historic event where uh, we can empower future generations to know that, you know, these artists uh, made the way, prepared the way, and uh, you can do it too. So it's a great night. God is using him not only in Atlanta, not only in the state of Georgia, but in all of the United States and the world. God is using him. His life is a legacy, and it is showing these other young men that it is no secret what God can do. The fact that it's in Atlanta, and it's it's bigger than most studios in L.A., Oh yeah. and, and it's an African-American male that did it, by himself. I mean, he had help along the way, but it was his vision, and he brought it to life. Even when everybody told him, no, he couldn't do it, don't buy the property, uh, he did it. He took a chance on himself, and, I mean, this is the result. Listen, I just love the fact that you have all these folks here in Atlanta, right? We're not in New York, we're not in L.A., you know, we're here in Atlanta, and you have the tops in the business. I don't care if it's Hollywood, entertainment, politics, they are here, and that's incredible. That's a huge statement of Tyler and what he's Man, oh man, listen, 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 listen. We can go on all oh, goddamn day and just talk about how dope this is. Um, of course, uh, Tyler is going to be naming a couple of his filming studios after um, on the property after famous celebrities that inspired him and uh. Uh, he looked up to and uh, accomplishing his goals. People like Denzel Washington, Oprah, um, a whole bunch of people, Holly Berry. Um, just dope, 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 dope. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Um, and his black excellence, man. Got to, got to, got to give it up now since we are on the subject of black excellence and people um opening spaces for creativity to blossom we have to give it up for another gentleman from the north side of atlanta we're gonna give it up for k camp 
DJ Genius and the Rare Sound Group for making a major, major move because K-Camp was still relatively fresh out of his uh, label contract, but he has leveraged his newfound independence into a major mogul moment as he has officially launched his Rare Sound Studio. Basically, it's a 5,000 square foot uh, location in his hometown, um, which hosts two recording studios, a podcast room spawned from K-Camp's partnership with uh, Station Head Podcasting Company, an infinity wall, a green screen area for photos and filming, a half-court basketball court and gym, a lounge area, and several office spaces. So um, he took to Instagram to say, from artist to CEO, Rare Sound is officially open. When the world counted us out, we kept hustling and stayed true to what we stood for. God is great. I want to say thank my family, my staff, and all the media that came out my gang members for all the support and dealing with my shit 24-7. Love y'all. Kiss five plus more is on the way. The real one is back. Go. You know what I'm saying? Shout out K-Camp. Probably uh, a little bit, bit before the BET Awards. About 800 people came through um, and basically, you know, helped him open up his rare sound studios shout out dj genius shout out kate camp shout out the rare sound crew you know what i'm saying probably gonna be up in there you know what i'm saying get some word done so shout out them for this major major accomplishment for atlanta for the north side for Gwinnett, all that east side too now in some more uh bad news trying to get out of the bad news quick um it's being reported bernie sanders had a heart attack um basically after he was released from the hospital bernie sanders and his team issued a statement and basically said um senator bernie sanders was hospitalized earlier this week after suffering a, a heart attack his campaign teams confirmed that he was released from Desert Springs Hospital Medical Center in Las Vegas. Um, uh, what else happened? What else? Yep. So I guess he had a heart attack, um, a mighty a mitocardial infarction, which is the medical term for a heart attack. Um, they put in work with two stents and a claw coronary artery. Um, before things, um, before things got worse, um, and they said all his other arteries were normal. So hopefully this was not a reoccurring thing. Um, Bernie tweeted out, "Thanks for all the well wishes. I'm feeling good. I'm fortunate to have good health care." and great doctors and nurses helping me to recover. None of us know when a medical emergency might affect us, and no one should fear going bankrupt if it occurs. Medicare for all. 
So shout out Bernie for um, getting better, getting better, and um, also turning this into a good, good ass play on Medicare for all. Because you know what I'm saying? If nigga get a heart attack, nigga don't want to die. It's hard. Alrighty, alrighty. Let me get into the rest of this. I guess bad news, not super, super bad. Um, like the shit we we been through and went through earlier through the podcast. Um, more lighthearted bad news. Um, yeah, man. Get your Kleenex. Get your tissues. Get your crying rag. Whatever the fuck you use, cause Kylie Jenner. And Travis Scott had broken up. Yes, I know, I know. Um, I don't know how this got out. I don't know why it got out. Um, but it got out. I guess they're breaking up, and I don't know what happened between them. I really didn't pay that much attention. Um... All I really seemed to care or think about when I heard this was, what the fuck do the Kardashians have up their sleeve? Where is this going to lead to? Um, how is it going to be mended in the future? If it is mended mended in the future, how is, how are they going to play this? How are they going to spin this? I'm always thinking the Kardashians have an angle um, or just good at sitting down and realizing the angle they could go with things when things happen because life does just happen so this could just be another thing uh two people breaking up needing space um i don't know but the story got juicier when apparently uh kylie jenner and a friend were spotted by wells but tmz um going out late night to a studio where I guess Tyga was courting at and of course they tried to put two and two together like oh here's Kylie running back to Tyga um but I guess Kylie hopped on Twitter and tried to uh, clear some things up she said the internet makes everything 1,000 times more dramatic than it really, than what it really is. There was no 2 a.m. date. Um, there was no 2 a.m. date with Tyga. You see me drop two of my friends off at the studio that he happened to be at. Travis and I are on great terms and our main focus now is Stormy. Our friendship and our daughter is priority. So Kylie making it known because she dropped her friends off in a uh, bright blue fucking Rolls Royce truck. So it's kind of hard for the paparazzi not to know it's not you, um, but I guess she was dropping off friends, and that's that's all it is. So I guess Kylie and Travis aren't together, and you know what I'm saying? They're working on co-parenting. So shout out to Travis, 
Um, he dropped a new single that we will be talking about a little bit later. Um, but let's get into some niggas that are together and that are in love. And they were in headlines this week. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama pan sweet love notes to each other for their 27th wedding anniversary. Basically, um, they went on Instagram and basically pinned each other some sweet little, sweet little captions for each other. I'm going to read it for you. Um, Michelle said, with a cute picture of them, you know, looking over a balcony, um, over, I guess, the ocean or a lake with some boats. Um, it says, 27 years ago. This guy promised me a life full of adventure. I'd say he's delivered. Here's to our next chapter of becoming empty nesters and discovering what's next. While still feeling the magic that brought us together all those years ago. Happy anniversary, Barack. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, man. Listen, man. Listen, listen. I'm just going ahead and read Parks. Um, He said, like the Beatles said, it's getting better all the time. Thanks, babe, for 27 amazing years. And posted a romantic picture of them watching a sunset, which looks like in Africa. Um, with Michelle hugging Obama and leaning um, her head on his shoulder while they watched the sunset. Um, damn, man. I, I pray for something like this one day, man. Doesn't everybody? Doesn't fucking everybody, bro. Just, just someone who's in this life shit. You know what I'm saying? With you and for you. And it's just y'all too. Forever. Until the day that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You go to go. You go into the next life. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know what I'm saying? For anybody that fuck with me. And trying to be with me until the next life. um, Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If you were Michelle, uh, hit me up. For real. No cap. Now, in other news, gonna get back a little bit to music. Um, Kanye West is back in headlines again. Yes, it's not for music. Yes, it's for some more BS, bullshit, nonsense. Now, you're probably asking, what the fuck? Did Kanye do again? Well, of course, he did not drop any music, but he had his Sunday service again. On Saturday, the service hit Salt Lake City, Utah. And basically, you know what I'm saying? Just to bring the good gospel to the city's outdoor gateway mall before an estimated crowd of about 4,000 or 7,000 individuals. Um, Basically... As he took to the pulpit this time around, he used the opportunity to, you know, speak to the people, you know what I'm saying? And not 
really speak about Jesus. I mean, well, he did pepper in Jesus and all that stuff. And, but he decided to um, reassure us of his political views um, during the time uh, the president is under um, impeachment proceedings and going through all this drama overseas or Ukraine and China. He decided to um, give us this message. said that's the Republican Party that freed the slaves for a year people wanted me to call or wanted people to call me a coon for choosing my right now while he's not wrong for saying he wants to be a Republican um, he's not wrong for um, saying that the Republican Party freed the slaves which they did but <coughs> referencing, referencing, excuse me, referencing the Republican Party today when it looks like nothing but corruption today in 2019, um, having nothing to do with freeing slaves, um, having more to do with um, imprisoning migrant children from their parents and imprisoning their parents basically has the opposite of what the Republican Party did in the past. So why he's referencing the Republican Party to have freed the slave, which is true, you're not giving really a background. You're just giving blanket statements about the Republican Party. People just hear Republican Party, freed slaves, my choice, my right. That's all they hear. People just hear clips. You either have to sit down and talk about things like this in like an interview, not just spew things out in 30 second minute, five minute clips. Like it doesn't work like that. It, it just confuses. When I put up a hundred in my images on social media, because that's the rate at which I think, they say, oh, he's going crazy. They want to slow you down to control you. Right now, there'll be people on social media complaining about who's still running on the radio. Who's doing what in the NBA, NFL, and right now, one in three African Americans in jail in this country. But we're talking about who's taking the media out, what's really who's doing. It's 
Yes, that was um, more clips of Kanye um, speaking to the people. Um, well, let me play this first clip again for you so you can uh, hear it a little bit better. because the Republican Party is not Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not the Republican Party. Um, just, they're, they're two separate things. Um, you can like the Republican Party and stuff they're trying to get passed through and laws they're trying to create, but you don't have to agree with enough. Someone who doesn't respect law, one. Someone who is is been proven to be racist. Um, someone who is just it doesn't seem like they morally check out. It's just what I'm trying to get across. I don't understand how you could back that, but Kanye is not. Um, a political figure, so I don't know why we listen to his political ideology, but nigga, drop the fucking tape. Like I don't give a fuck about none of none of what Ye has to say, unless it's over music samples. Don't and don't fucking come on a track talking about Republican Party Donald Trump. I don't want to hear that, my nigga. I will turn you the fuck off nigga talk about jesus over 808s or something my nigga that's what i want that's what we want god damn yay yep 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 um i think that is all i really wanted to speak about i had a few other things i wanted to speak about but um I have gone way over my time that I wanted to do this because I really didn't want to do this because, you know, I'm not in the best headspace. I'm a little fucked up. Um, Shout out to fucking rum, bro, because I got to drink as fuck.
fuck the other night. But uh, let me get to this last topic. I'm gonna finish with music. Um, last week we talked about a few albums that dropped. That was the baby. That was Kevin Gates. That was Young and May. We also spoke about Jack Harlow. But this week, um, there was um, before we talk about this week, we're gonna set, um give congratulations to Da Baby because he is number one this week. <laughs> Shout out to the baby for going number one this week with his project Kirk scores his first number one on Billboard 200 with Kirk. Shout out to him. But um, this week it has been about R&B and what's been dropping in R&B. Um, who dropped this week? You asked. Your girl. Your girl. Your girl. Your girl. Summer Walker dropped her Over It project. Um, has 18 songs. 48 minutes. Um, super, 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 super. Super dope project. I don't want to say it's not dope, but it's just I was I was really 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 feeling it. Um, especially I'm gonna play a snippet of a song I really fuck with. It's called Potential by Summer Walker. But, um, 
I know another pretty girl with other dropped. Um, something else dropped, but I can't find it, and I'm not gonna look for it. But um, of course, Travis Scott dropped his single "Highest in the Room." Love that record. Um, NBA YoungBoy dropped. Um, well, Juice World and NBA Youngboy dropped Bandit. Um, love that record. Um, didn't think I would, but love it. Um, Meg Thee Stallion and Gucci dropped a single called Big Booty. I heard a little bit of that. Hard, hard record too. Hard record. Um, and yeah. A couple other people dropped singles, but uh, I didn't really feel them like that. So, yeah. Uh, I guess that's all, man. I'm really about to get the fuck out of here. We finna hit an hour, 30 minutes on this motherfucker. Um, I'm tired. I know y'all probably tired. Or, you know what I'm saying? Not. But, of course, uh... I'm going to do how I do y'all every time. I'm going to leave y'all with two of two songs for your head top. And, um, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all joining me this Sunday, man. Um, just pray for me um, because I am honestly going through a lot. Uh, just a lot, man. Um, still under the weather. I don't know if you can tell from my voice. Thank God I haven't coughed that much during this podcast. But I know I'm gonna be coughing a little bit later. But uh, just pray for me. I love y'all. Uh, thank you for rocking with me. This has been Family Time with Uncle Sean Don P, and I am the. Highly favored, unforgettable, blessed host, Uncle Shondon P. And I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love you. You know what I'm saying? You guys already know. Uncle Shondon P. So, yeah, where you guys go? Um, to where? When I, I used to live here, I was a strip club queen. Wait, wait. So, what's up with Follies? Like, Follies is my favorite strip club ever. I swear to God, Follies is the realest more so because they got international bitches in there. You got bitches from Cambodia. You got bitches from fucking Italy. You got bitches from fucking Africa. You got bitches from Kansas. You got bitches from everywhere in Follies. Situations will arise in our lives, but you gotta be smart about it, Zella. With the guys I sacrifice Cause you could not sleep without it Girl Cause I loved you You were my girl See I I But the world so
Check. Back on the beat, I be spitting heat. Ain't never had no time for no X and O's. I plan to plant a seed in my pocket until my pockets grow. Eat this green up, vegetable. And Shawty probably give me head because she realize I'm the next to blow. That, it's a fact we rap. Steady chasing this cheddar. I'm in the world full of rats. And all these niggas disloyal, they go behind your back. A lot of snakes in the soil, so what a lawn at. My motives are different, flow different. No intuition. I dream about it, then I get this shit. I'm not intuition. You niggas tripping, pack your bags. And then catch a cab somewhere far away Like preferably off the map People watch me like I've been here before Exclamation when I drop lines like underscore Deliver heat to your car side like mailboxes Risking losing my life when I spit toxic Criminal violence, bomb threats, police sirens Losing lives, why society weak-minded You should choose our soul life, why? Cause I did, and everybody dies But now everybody lives Black, white, Mexican, young or old, fat or skinny have a problem being true to themselves. They have a problem looking in the mirror and looking directly into their own souls. The reason I sell six million records, the reason I can go to jail and come out without a scratch, the reason I can walk around, the reason I am who I am today is because I can look directly into my face and find my soul. Find my soul, find my soul.